welcome back to JCM Prepare the Way. My name is Carol, and I just want to thank you all for tuning back into a new episode. And I know it has been a couple of months, I think, since I recorded my last episode, but that is about to change. I do have some pretty meaty topics coming down the pipeline. Um, but also, you know, I had a couple of personal things going on. Number one, uh, one of my beloved, beloved sisters passed away, who I was very close to, and that was not easy and is not easy. So uh, I was um, going through that in the spring and still am in ways. Um, and then on top of that, we decided to sell our house. So <laughs> we've had a lot going on, and uh, but it's good. We're still staying in Colorado, but our house sold pretty quick, and so we've been busy getting that all ready and getting ready to move. So, But we do have some good um, topics coming up. I wanted to share a few of those with you so you can get ready, but we're going to do one on the falling away. So that falling away, that apostasy that is talked about in Thessalonians, we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking another episode about the true church and the false church. Get ready for that one. We're going to be doing a topic on the restoration of all things. That's wonderful. I really like that one. And we're going to be doing a topic on the fullness of Christ, how to live in that fullness. So many of us are content living without that fullness. And we don't even, we don't even realize we don't have that fullness. And then we're going to be releasing our Holy Spirit study. So that'll be coming in multiple episodes as a podcast. So we're super excited for really the next six weeks, pretty much. Um, but right now, I am in a very special place. I am uh, visiting a dear friend of mine who on her on this lake that she lives in, the, your lake house, and it's my friend Tracy Saylor. And I <laughs> wanted to introduce her to you all because we are going to have a fun discussion today because Tracy just graduated from theology school and... Um, <laughs> is such a wise woman and someone that every time I visit, I think we try to solve all the problems of the world. So she's a dear friend. I, I uh, pray you all welcome her. We are going to have a fun discussion on some things, and I'm going to let her introduce herself right now. Oh, Carol, thank you so much. And you know what? Carol and um, her family have been coming out to visit us at the lake for a few years, and we just have such a fun time. We love having them. And, and yes, Carol and I get into deep discussions and <laughs> Um, I think we sometimes chase our family away <laughs> when we do it, but it's wonderful having you here. So thank thanks. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, the topic we're actually going to be talking about today is something we were talking about on the deck, I think yesterday or maybe this morning. They're all, the days are kind of running in, but <laughs> we got into this really good discussion about taking our faith for granted, you know, and hearing you know, well, I'm a good person, I'll go to heaven, those types of, of statements. And so we just got into a really good discussion about it. And so I'm going to kind of let Tracy take it from here. I might ask you some questions or interrupt you here and there and on some things if I get a thought. But um, let's have you start by sharing with me something that you saw in the book of Genesis that really touched your heart. Perfect. So, so I was reading, um, starting again at the very beginning, and I was reading the book of Genesis and Genesis goes through talking about God creating the world. And after each day of creation, he says, and it was good. And then he creates man, and it's very good. But if you go and look at the book of Genesis, um, um, chapter 1, verse 28, he blesses us. He blesses man. That's the first time he's blessed any part of his creation. And that just really struck me like, 
Wow, that that's amazing. That's amazing. So it's not Carol. just good, but right. then he blesses them. He blesses yeah. us, and it, it hit me in such a way that I was like, I have to look up what that means. Um, so I did. I looked up <laughs> what is um, being blessed and what is a blessing. Um, and can I pause there? Yeah, I love that you did that. And this is an encouragement to any of you listening. When you're reading through the Bible, even a very simple word, what you perceive as a simple word like blessing, look it up in your concordance. And, of course, if it's the Old Testament, you're looking it up in the Hebrew. If it's New Testament, you look it up in the Greek. But look up the meaning because it's usually so much meatier than we just perceive in our mind. Okay, continue. Yes, Sorry. It, that, that's so true. And that's what I've learned in my four years of um, studies is, is, you know, don't, Every word matters. Yes. Every word matters. And what I thought I knew, I know now that I didn't know. <laughs> so, so the I'm more you know, again. the less you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so blessed is um, happiness or bliss, ultimate happiness of heaven, a person in God's grace. I love that. And Carol even said, undeserved grace. Unmerited favor. Un- yes. yes. And yes. who of us, That's we can never do enough to earn God's favor. He's just given mm-hmm. it to us. But a blessing, as opposed to blessed, is um, a prayer or act that expresses the divine's favor, generosity, and love for his people. Okay, pause there. I want to soak that in a second. It expresses his love, his the divine Lord's favor and generosity and love for his people. I love that because the Bible says God's portion is his people. So it's beyond just being created, you know, and it's very good. He blesses them. And then it goes on to say in the Old Testament that people are his portion. Yes. That's why he cares so much about the souls of people because that's his inheritance. Yep. People. He wants heaven crowded right you know i love that okay keep continue i know so then it goes on to say though it's a conferring of privileges and responsibilities okay explain that so when i read that i thought i had to think well what does that mean well obviously he's given us privileges those are some of the blessings that we receive those are um just his light his 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 privilege is um, living in that favor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I mean, everything we, every single thing we get is his privilege for yeah. to us. But then the responsibility is on us to go back to him. And how do we do that? And that's where we were talking about: Do we take our faith for granted? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do we just say, "I'm a good person. I'm a good, you know." Um, I'm going to be okay because I'm a good person. I treat that person good. Uh, I hear what you're saying. Because, do you mind if I say yeah, something? Yeah, I want you to say something. Because, um, hold on, now I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> Wait a second, it's coming back to me. But I think sometimes um, when, we, when we have been given so much and God has put his blessing and mark upon us, so to speak, then then there's an expectation when you say, there's a responsibility we carry that we have to live within the boundaries of which he's given us to maintain those blessings. Right. right? And the very first, I mean, he created it. He created Adam and Eve and he, there was a covenant with them mm-hmm. and 
sadly that covenant was broken Mm -hmm. but that didn't mean it the promise wasn't broken Mm. he his promise is still for us Mm -hmm. and it came to fulfillment through jesus christ Mm -hmm. however being in covenant with someone or with god we still have a responsibility to be obedient to that right so we can't just lose his favor by saying oh it's okay we're all good he yeah. you know we have a response times have changed i can live how i want yeah yeah uh-huh. i'm a good person i believe in jesus and i can do what i want yeah right. and you can't right and that's okay because jesus is the only per- perfect person and we all know that so we all know we're sinners but how do we look at um that within ourselves and how do we change that mm-hmm. and we're never going to change it if we just kind of accept the human scale of oh we're good yeah we need to look toward god and what is good because god is holy mm-hmm. and he calls us to be holy yeah you know it makes me think in deuteronomy it's towards the end i think it might be deuteronomy 28 when He's going through the list to the Israelites before they enter the promised land. He's reminding them one more time, you know, he's saying, if you obey me and do this, this, and this, you will be blessed and I will be with you in this land and it'll be flourishing and abundant. I'm paraphrasing. But if you don't, and if you walk a different way, then my blessing will not be with you. Right. And therefore you will not remember and he gives them um, a list of things yes he gives a list of things that will take place with them if they do not stay obedient but one of the final things that is part of the curse is if it gets so bad he's going to kick him out of the land which he ultimately had to do Mm -hmm. so god is good to his word Mm -hmm. his blessing and favor is with us but like you said we're in a covenant and so what does all that look like yeah right so I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about my experience with faith and my journey. Um, like Carol, I have four children and they're six years apart. So, you, and my husband is a pilot, so gone a lot. And you can imagine my life was quite hectic for a number of years. And and during that time, um, I you know, I felt like I was trying to be as faithful as I could. And I went to Bible studies, and I tried to grow my faith, but really one of my biggest prayers was, Lord, let me be old enough um, to have time to know you better. And then I got invited to, to the, um, the biblical school, and I thought, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So now it's my turn to do this. And, and I think that um, it's important to know um, – when you're being called, first of all, and to follow up on that, second of all, and that will help your faith grow. And why I say that is because um, you feed your mind through his scripture, through his word, and he is the word. And so when you do that, you are opening your heart, and then you're knowing God. And Mm -hmm. there's a difference between... um, Knowing about him. Yes, knowing about him and knowing God. And when you're knowing God, you let him in Mm -hmm. and you want to know him more and more and more. Mm -hmm. And then I think when you're, you know, you've gone through your mind and you've gone through your heart, well, now your soul is starting to be engaged. And Mm -hmm. how do you do that? Through prayer. Mm -hmm. And so you know how to pray because you've read scripture, right? And so then 
you um, are walking in his word of calling us to love your God with all your might, with all your heart, with all your soul. And, mm -hmm. and that's in the Old Testament. It's in Deuteronomy. It's um, Jesus calls us to do that mm -hmm. in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. And um, that's why for me it was an important um, those reasons were important for me to grow my faith. Like, mm -hmm. what does that mean for me? What does that mean for my family? Mm -hmm. Why do I want to know more about God? Because we are called to be obedient. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a circular thing. Mm -hmm. I like what you just said there. You said, why, why do we want to get to know God? And maybe that's a question for someone out there right now. Why do you want to get to know him? For some of us, um, it's it was the safety of feeling like oh I believe in Jesus so I'm not going to hell type of thing mm -hmm. right and it's a head it's a head acceptance it's not really a heart transformation it's, I, I always say there's a lot of Christians out there that perhaps have never truly been born again because out of fear or whatever they just maybe said it with their heart or head but mm -hmm. never really did anything else with it and kept living their life and so the question is you know is, is it worth it for you out there to want to get to know him and want to have um, a type of faith that is steadfast and sure and rooted and deepened and strengthened? And, um, yeah, so it makes me think. I like that question yeah. that you asked. Mm -hmm. And so then, um, you know, there's, there's different steps even within the Bible. You can see Paul addresses... Um, the city of Corinth after he had already been there once he sends a letter is it a letter or does he go back mm -hmm. he sends a letter to them to say because there is division ab among them they're trying to figure out well are we worshiping Apollo are we worshiping Paul are we worshiping Christ and he's saying look Christ died he's the one who died he's the one who's crucified mm -hmm. and he's um, talking to them about and, and it, he's exhorting and encouraging at the same time. Mm -hmm. But he's talking in um, 1 Corinthians 3, at the very beginning, um, the, the verse says, But I, brethren, could not address you as spiritual men, but as men of the flesh. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it, and even yet you are not ready for it. Okay, so let's break that down a little bit. What does that mean? First of all, you know, Paul is saying um, he's talking, he can't talk to them as spiritual men because they're still men of the flesh. They're here grounded in the world, not in um, faith. They're not, they're carnal. They're still, they're not spiritual. They haven't moved their hearts in any way that has brought them closer to Christ. They're still baby Christians and he's saying he wants to be able he can't feed them more than little bits the the milk he wants to feed them solid food but they need to move on they're not yet ready for it and that's something we all need to mm -hmm. um, do within ourselves like we need to seek out we need to seek out the word and then that's circle I was just talking about will start happening mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and I like at the end of that verse that you said Tracy where he said you weren't ready for it and even now 
you're not ready for it. So even after time has passed, they're still not ready for it. And I think that's a big thing today. There's a lot of people out there that are still taking in milk within the body of Christ, even if they've been a Christian for decades. And they're not ready for solid food, even after all this time. And I mean, it's all around us. And honestly, I just read a, an article um, from a well-known, uh, I think it was David Jeremiah or somebody. I was just re- I come across a lot of different articles, mm-hmm. you know that. And I was reading something about him basically saying the exact same thing. You know, we've got a crisis in the church where people, they, they just don't, they don't want those deep spiritual things. They want the milk. They want to be spoon fed still. They want right. someone to do the work for them. And right. I think that's a great point on the passage you brought up. Well, and I think people just don't um, recognize that they haven't moved forward. Mm-hmm. It's that, you know, the very thing this is titled on of like um, taking our faith, for taking granted. our faith for granted. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'm going to church. I'm, but not really thinking internally mm-hmm. about what that means. Mm-hmm. But there is great news. There is good news. You know, like I feel like I'm chastising people, and I want to encourage you. Because further in um, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, um, in chapter 13, moving through that, we all know Corinthians chapter 13 mm-hmm. is um, love is, yeah, yeah okay, love the is love verses, yeah, the wedding verses, yeah, yeah, but when it goes on further, it says, when I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up my childish ways. For now I see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know my part. Then I shall understand fully, even as I have been fully understood. Mm-hmm. So what? So what's exciting about that is um, if you read that whole verse through, it's, it's saying, you know, you can be a child, but, and, but then we know you're going to grow. God knows you're going to grow. So, but what that takes is for you to consent to that growing. You have to say, yes, I can change. I want to change. I'm consenting to change. I want to be an adult. I want to be mature in my faith. And um, ye, then he will know you. You will know him. Mm-hmm. That's what's so great. The, that last part of that is, I, now I know my part. Then I shall understand fully, even as I have even as I have been fully understood. Mm, mm-hmm. Isn't that beautiful? It is beautiful. So I love that. how encouraging is that? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, we can see ourselves how we are now. Hopefully, mm-hmm. our eyes will be opened mm-hmm. and know. And we all have a faith journey, and we all walk through that. And, and um, you know, the encouragement is to, to grow and mature in it. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the other thing that I find really encouraging is Jesus calls us. When you think about him inviting, um, in Luke 18, 9 through 14, that's the invitation. Um, that's the, um, oh, let me back up a little bit. That is when... Um, He's giving the parable about the Pharisee and the tax collector. Mm-hmm. And the Pharisee is saying, oh, man, I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Glad I don't have those people's problems. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm going to go to heaven and it's all good. Where the tax collector is humbly hanging his head down mm-hmm. and saying, 
oh my gosh, have mercy on me. Mm. And who does God, who does Jesus invite to dinner? Mm -hmm. The tax collector, Mm -hmm. because he wants your humble heart and he invites us to. And then when you look forward to, um, when you look at Mark um, 2.14, it's also the story of of Jesus with Levi, who then Mm -hmm. becomes Matthew. And he says to Matthew, follow me. Mm -hmm. That is not just an invitation, Mm -hmm. it's a commandment. Mm -hmm. And and Levi, he absolutely did. He he stopped what he was doing, he rose and he followed Jesus. Mm -hmm. And what what does that mean? Mm -hmm. He like stopped what he was doing right then. I love that part of Mm -hmm. that verse because it's so simple. Yeah. He left everything behind. And he went and followed Jesus and what Jesus, he was being obedient. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is divine man and God. Mm -hmm. You know, I love that. Um, We had a Bible study, Follow Me. And I love that whole uh, verse. I think we took the passage from maybe Matthew where he's like, you know, if you want to come after me, you have to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. And his cross took him outside of the camp to his death you know and are we willing to leave what is familiar what is comfortable and walk to the death of our old nature and the death of selfish ambitions and the death of those things to follow Christ because that's what it's going to take it's like Paul says in Galatians you know I am crucified to the world and the world is crucified to me he was done with the world. And it goes back to your whole verse on the flesh. And a question, are we done with the world? Or are we still trying to please people in the world? And that's the thing. That was a part of our discussion Tracy mm-hmm. and I got into was, you know, this this there's so many beautiful, wonderful Christians out there. But a lot of people are taking in the milk because to speak truth, or to live truly, or to speak the truth in love is very narrow. And not a lot of people want to hear it right now. And so if they want to maintain their social circles, or they want to maintain their popularity with certain groups, even within Christianity, there's a lot of people that are walking this broad path of acceptance. And it is a lukewarm gospel. And in some cases, it's a false gospel. And um, and what does God? What does the book say in Revelations for the the city that was lukewarm? Oh yeah, he vomited them out of their yes. mouth, his mouth. And so, but we were just talking about that, and just this whole thing. It is going to be a sacrifice, and it, we have to be like Matthew, where it's like, you know, what is what would you do right now, whoever's listening, if Jesus confronted you today and you know, you have a big ministry or you have a big whatever, whatever you have that you have to walk away from. If he said, so-and-so, follow me, would you drop everything and follow him? That's a big question because there's another story in, in Luke. It might be 21. I Don't hold me to that. But it's where he says, if you're not willing, you know, unless you hate your mother, brother, sister, friend, whatever, whatever, you cannot be my disciple. Mm-hmm. And that word hate there doesn't mean hate like we mean. It means relational preference. We have to choose him above everything Everything. else. Mm -hmm. And it's a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. It's a true sacrifice. It can be. Yeah, and there was something else I wanted to go back to. 
so um, I was I had a momentary blip there, but um, oh my gosh, so often we are also really afraid to speak in truth to people for that fear of not being accepted. And I think that um, one mistakes what truth is in this context. Um, it's not saying, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm going to lie to someone. Truth is, is the word himself. And truth is more loving when you are looking for someone to be saved um, by the word of Jesus, you know, by having a strong faith in what is to come. And so I think for me, I want to be able to speak the truth and to say, no, what you're saying isn't right. And so to me, you know, there's different ways you can speak it, but it's like you need, we all need to encourage each other mm -hmm. in our walk. And when someone is not necessarily, they're saying, I'm good enough, or that's fine, or, or talking about how they fit into the world, we want to move that person from the world over to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that is truth. And how loving, there's nothing more loving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. You know, and then that's another good question. You know, how good is good enough? You know, people always say, well, I'm a good person and, um, you know, or she's a good person. But, you know, what, what scale is a person going to use to measure their goodness? Because we're earthly beings. We, we are, have finite minds. We are not, you know, we're not, um, we don't have, you know, we, we, we have no idea the concept of the scale that God has laid sin on. And sin to the Lord is complete and total separation from his people because he's too holy to commune with sin. Lightness doesn't commune with darkness. Christ does not have anything to do with Belial. That is in, I believe, 2 Corinthians 6 or 1 Corinthians 6. And so, you know, when we say, well, I'm good enough, well, really? What scale are you using? Right. That's do you, 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 there is no way to measure in, in here on the earth the severity of a lie, the severity of promiscuity, the severity of s stealing something in the eyes of a holy God. Mm -hmm. And so that's why Jesus is the only person that can bridge that, who can, who's taken all those sins. And, and so because, going back to that blessing in the beginning, God in his in tremendous mercy and grace has offered us his son as that payment, as that connection back. So we have a responsibility to take that very seriously. I don't know about anybody else out there, Trace, but I take, you know me, I take that it, so seriously. Yes. I, you know, and I'm not perfect by any means. I'm repenting of stuff every day. But the, the thing is, as is, should we all be, as should we all be, it's, you know, I, when I feel like a, I, I, that conviction comes upon me so quickly, but, but we take the seriousness of what Christ did for the souls of mankind. And that's why when Paul says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, I mean, take this seriously. And so we have a job to do. We, we then should be so grateful 
and want to get to know our God. And for me, you know, mine, mine was not some easy, I didn't become a born again believer. And then all of a sudden know the Bible. I came, I became a born again believer. And for those of you that know me well, you know, you know, that, you know, I was, I was in a religion where I was not getting the kind of truth I needed. And then I fell away for a while. And then I got born again as a Christian. And, and I, first thing I did was try to find the Bible. One of my, my sister that just passed, uh, this Bible, my sister gave me three years prior and I found it under my bed in the box, dust on, <laughs> you know, blowing the dust off, had no idea where to start. So I just read it like a book, you know, you open it up and I read the whole old Testament and I'm like, well, I know nothing. I, I don't even understand this. And I, I drove myself to this local Christian uh, bookstore that I used to pass on my way to work, popped in there, never, never, ever set foot in there before. And I told the lady, I need to learn the Bible. And she helped me find one step. I just did it on my own. Yeah. And I start and I had babies. I had in, I have little, you know, little itty bitties. And I started learning the Bible by myself. And because I was starving. Yeah. I'm a truth person. I wanted to know what was true and what was right. And I wanted to know the Lord. Yes. I wanted to know him. And you know, you draw near to him, friend out there. He's going to draw near to you. It's a promise in his word. If you just take a baby step towards him and you just apply yourself to reading your Bible, maybe a little longer or a little more frequent, or maybe you, you start praying and add a minute to your prayer each week or build up to 30 minutes, build up to an hour a day, slowly but surely. You draw near to him. He will not let you down. He will draw near to you. Yeah, I love that. I mean, he, yes, the Lord is so faithful to us. He absolutely will. Is it Exodus 34, 6 and 7, where it says God is merciful and full of grace and um, it's such a promise like he loves us so much and why would he not he created us and he blessed us and we that goes back to the very beginning Will of the podcast that? yeah because right. it's so encouraging exodus 34 uh, starting in verse 6 the lord the lord god merciful and gracious long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. Isn't yeah, that beautiful? Really beautiful? Like it's such a promise. And mm -hmm. that's, that's from the beginning of time. I mean, and it goes on through the ages because mm -hmm. he sits on the throne forever mm -hmm. and how fortunate we are to know him. Yeah. 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 So we, yeah. So we have this responsibility we would just have the, we have this beautiful gift given us from heaven this responsibility and we are the only religion in the world where our god comes to live inside of us there is no other religion in the world that does that right. the god of the universe the creator of all things lives inside of you and me and that is no small thing and it, i take that that is where that fear of the lord comes into me that mm -hmm. holy reverence that all struck wonder and that that um constant conviction on my soul to preserve my soul because and and, and may i just say something i'm probably going to rub somebody the wrong way and I don't, i'm not trying to but in the sake of being honest um <laughs> i think that's something that is grieving my heart so deeply right now with uh christianity today um regardless of what denomination or church someone's in big or small is this 
lukewarmness that has come into the body of Christ in a big way right now. And it is a feel-good, so it's moralistic, therapeutic deism. It's a feel-good Christianity. Too many of us right now want our ears tickled. Too many of us don't want to be offended. We want to sit through a sermon that feeds us. We want to serve us. We want to walk away with something for me, 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 me. And it is a feel-good, or, okay, if you go into a certain group, you're not allowed to talk about this, but you can talk about that. You can't talk about this, but you can talk about that. I'm sorry, that's wrong, and it's unbiblical. And we need to get the sword of the Spirit, that Word of God. We need that spoken to the deepest parts of our soul because it's only then that it cuts, and it's only then that we start to change and grow. And we need that. We need the truth. And right now, we're not getting that. Right now, there's so much lukewarmness. And I tell you, Tracy, I am so super concerned about that right now in the body of Christ. That's why, friends, friends, this is why this is so important. If you're not getting fed somewhere at your church, that's why you have to be in the Bible. You have to be in prayer. Take those baby steps because now with that, all the AI that's coming out, Mm -hmm. and now they're talking about, you know, I was telling Tracy the other day, I said, listen, you know, with that, be having the ability to rewrite the bible through ai here's the scary part about that people who don't know the bible will not even recognize where there's changes made right. they won't recognize things that are rewritten and so they're going to be believing a false word of god a false gospel and if all we're doing is on our phones or on our gadgets reading our bibles that way and things are subtly being changed in the word of god and we have no idea i'm telling you friends Get into the Word of God, ingest it, and start memorizing it. Little verses here and there, the best you can. Because when the fake comes in, you'll be able to see it. And you and I have talked about yeah, that. Yeah, we talked about it a lot. And it's important. And that's, yeah, and that's why we, um, this whole discussion was don't take your faith for granted. Don't take yeah. any of, anything that God has given us, we cannot take for granted. Yes. We're blessed. We are blessed. And he is the person who blesses us yeah yeah thank you is there anything else you want to share before we close out or do you want to pray for the people or i can pray i will pray okay well thank you all for joining us tracy's going to close us in prayer thank you thank you carol for having me yes father god thank you so much for this time thank you for whatever these words touch people's hearts let them draw closer to you let them Get into your word. Um, get into Bible studies. Be encouraged by um, fellow Christians and let iron sharpen iron. Um, we just ask for um, and desire a readiness and uh, a deeper and more mature faith for you. And we ask that through your spirit. And we ask that you show us what we need and that we, want, we ask that we surrender to you and that you reveal what we might embrace in your word. And we thank you, Father, for your loving embrace and your patient, steadfast watch over all of our lives. And we pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Until next time. Mm